Well, well, well. The longest intro we've ever done. And you got to experience that. If this is the first time you've joined us, my name's Cam. My name's Tim. I got lost in the moment now on the sound there, sorry mate. Were you just bobbing your head to your own voice? <laughs> and yours. Oh, thanks. <laughs> That's all right then. How are you, mate? I'm doing well. How are you going? Very good. Very good. Good to be uh, back with another podcast. It's been, it's been uh, what, a, a little over a week? Last, um, I think last Tuesday was when was was when we did the last podcast. So do you just know that off the top of your head? Yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed, mate. <laughs> Far out. What's it like inside your mind? Just spreadsheets. You don't oh, nah, that. definitely not. It's finger painting from a drunk toddler. <laughs> but slowly they get put together. So it's it's, it's a drunk man's spreadsheet. <laughs> I think before we started recording tonight, um, I think we just witnessed each other doing. A little bit of podcast warm-up. Do you want to give our listeners an impersonation of what my podcast warm-up was, which I didn't even realize I didn't realize I was doing. But so Cam usually does this when uh, just just before we're gonna go do a gig somewhere or or, or about to play a show with the band, and it's a bit. Ah, Is it that posh? Which is outrageous because there's no moments in our songs that require that level of technicality. No, no, but just in case. You never know. (laughs) Some show you're going to be like, hey man, do some opera. (laughs) And Uh, you'll be ready. Yeah. I think I witnessed your podcast warm up while I was in the toilet too. You were in the kitchen. Tell me if this is your usual warm up, (laughs) but you went like this. Woo! Podcast! I did do that. You did do yeah, that. That's the first time I've ever done it. Did it make you feel more ready? It made me feel good. All right. Yeah. Well, that, well, maybe from now on we both need to be doing both those things. <laughs> maybe sometimes we can uh, like mix it up and yeah. I can do your podcast warm up and you can do my. I'll do the woo, you do the. <laughs> <laughs> so, how was your weekend, man? Uh, it was good. In this moment, I can't remember it. Uh, I've got no idea. I think that I just stayed warm. And oh, I'm watching The Sopranos at the moment, which is a really non-topical reference, but I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm on season two. Wow. Yeah. You've got a long way to go. I, I yeah. actually have watched the entirety of Sopranos. Yeah. You're a fan, it, obviously. Dude, obviously. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, um, one, of the, one of the best uh, crime uh, TV shows ever made, mm. fictional crime TV shows ever made. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fully what, what, what are you loving about it so far? Well, I think because I came off the back of watching all of Mad Men and all of Boardwalk Empire, and after watching both those shows in a row, I started having this moral high horse where I was like, even though I loved these shows, I was like, oh man, it's just about like, I just love these corrupt dudes. And it's like making me want to be a corrupt dude. And then I started (laughs) Sopranos. I was like, oh, he's just a corrupt. Oh, hang on. No, he's, he's struggling. Oh, hang on. His son... His son wants to be an actor. His son's... No, don't throw out your script. You're going to... So, like, the moral high horse got burnt, and I love it, and I'm really interested in what happens with that family, but I, I already know what happens at the very end. But, that's okay. Uh, but no, it's that, still enjoyable. That's not, a, that's not a big deal with Sopranos, because mm. I think it's the same thing with uh, any sort of um, crime family. Even when you're watching a crime family doco or a uh, just, say, a, um, a movie that's based off a, off a, um, a, a crime figure... It's it's not a big deal because it's it's the journey that is the most insane part of it and and that's definitely the case with the Sopranos man it is a it's a crazy journey and you're in for a great ride yeah I'm loving it man how was your weekend 
Really good, dude. Really good. I went. I went uh, back up to Brisbane. Mm. Uh, I went back for uh, my friend uh, Jaden and Natalie's engagement party. So shout out to oh, Jaden, guys. A, and what a, a good friend! I didn't realize it was only an engagement. I thought it was a wedding. No, just an engagement party. I There's... hope you got uh, promoted to best man if you are only in the groom's party. Because that's, <laughs> I, d- that's I didn't. A... Oh, what? I didn't. I know. I'm outraged. <laughs> Don't go to the wedding then. So, in, in that respect, though, uh, Jade and Natalie—they are two of two of my most favorite favorite people in the world. And every time that I would go back to uh, Brisbane, and this was this was actually every time mm. uh, I would stay at my stay at my mum's house. And uh, so, yeah, not 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 so much the place to go back and have a have a big party at. And so, Jade and Natalie would host a party at their house for my return back to Brisbane. So they're, they're definitely worthy. Yeah. They're, they're great people. So you will go to the wedding? 100%. Well, they might be getting married in Thailand. So party. Oh, yeah. But while I was back in, in, uh, in Brisbane and back at the engagement party, I just wanted to give a little shout out to the, there was a, there was a, a good little bunch of people that uh, came up and spoke to me and, uh, Stallions, they're a fan of the podcast, and so just big shout out to 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 the people in Brisbane that are listening to the podcast. Oh, thanks, guys! Just just awesome to to hear that to to hear that they're on board. Was there anyone who came up to you and gave feedback that meant like they liked me more than they liked you no, after that years? Would, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, well, you would never tell me if it did. I eh? not I not for like. a second. <laughs> So whose turn is it to start the stories this week? I, have you got the you've got the the good news this week? So spoiler alert: I've got the heartwarming story that's going to happen at the end of the podcast, and you're not allowed to hear it unless you listen to everything in between. So <laughs> hey, get your finger off the fast forward button. Oi, oi, come on! Here we go. We've still got we've still got some like mediocre not mediocre stories, <laughs> but not quite as heartwarming as Speak the end for yourself, story. I've got some good ones. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a trailer for Timmy's stories. <laughs> what you got? The world is running out of sand, but you can still get hold of it on the black market. Excuse a, me? <laughs> a global shortage of sand is prompting black market gangs to steal large amounts of sand from rivers and beaches. Scientists are warning that the global supply of sand, and I hate this line, is slipping through our fingers. According like to like sand through the hourglass. <laughs> of course, so are the days of our lives. That was the only part of this whole article I wanted to skip past, <laughs> and the only part you wanted to spend time on. That's why we work so well together. Yeah. <laughs> According to writer and journalist Vince Baser, who wrote a book on the subject, he said sand is the essential ingredient that makes modern life possible, and we're starting to run out. Now, I just want to read a little bit more. China has used more sand in recent years than the United States did in the entire 20th century. And the Sand Mafia is India's strongest criminal organization. They employ 75,000 people to dive for sand in rivers. The divers work 12-hour days, diving up to 200 times a day, and they only get paid for $15 per boatload. Uh, This whole concept was shocking to me, Timmy, but... Apparently, according to that dude, uh, what's his name uh, that I just mentioned? Oh, Vince Baser. He reckons sand is the essential ingredient in modern life, and we're running out. Did he what? explain why? Well, I was going to ask you. 
What do you think we're putting sand in that we we need? Why why is it such a big deal? Um, you know, in board games when you have that timer and you uh and you turn it mm. over and it's got the sand in the middle of there, it's probably not that. <laughs> what do you think the things that we we need to be jamming sand in that we're so panicked about? This is your story, Cam. <laughs> but I want to know what your guess would My be. Guess is, dude. Um. I don't know what so so do they I'm I'm pretty sure that they use sand uh to make glass. Mm-hmm. It could be that. Yeah. Um so, so I'm pretty sure sand right they that is that is how you make glass is through yeah. sand. So and I would assume just that smashing that would be, it into a, until it gets clear. I don't think that's how they make glass. <laughs> just stomping on a stack of sand until it, you can look through it. But the whole thing I was thinking about when you were reading that article is that so so is the only sand that you can use for this is there's specific kinds of sand that you can only use say um sand in 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 river or water beds or on beaches because deserts man like look at australia like how much of australia is made up by desert but it's all we're running out of that too that's where we've been grabbing it from from the deserts in australia yeah is that what it said uh worldwide worldwide like, it's a worldwide crisis and that's why the sand mafia has got the upper hand because is sand one of those things that um, is is it like one of those things that you want? What we have now is what we'll always have, or is it, it can sand it be can degrade and that, and but it, can it be created? Is what I'm saying. How how is oh, okay? So sand is created by waves bashing rocks. Actually, how how are the sands in deserts created? Uh, the Great Flood, Timmy. Biblical on me, bro. <laughs> How dare you Bible bash me during the podcast? I also, like, the main thing that I got out of that article was the Sand Mafia. How cool to be part of that. Until you read their job description, like, I'd love to see Sand Mafia on my LinkedIn, but I wouldn't put the part where, well, I'm just working a 12-hour day and I'm... (laughs) I'm getting um I'm getting fifteen dollars per boatload, so I get about thirty dollars a day. But I'm in the Sand Mafia. Like, there's nothing cool about the job except the name. Good name for a punk band too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, have that if you want it. <laughs> Just transfer me the money. All right. So for the next story, I want to start it off with a little bit of a uh, little bit of music, a little mm. bit of music to to set the mood. <laughs> More. Do we have to? Yeah, a little bit more. It's beautiful. If your eardrums weren't already thrashed <laughs> from our extremely long, loud intro of our own music, they definitely are now. Yeah, you know what? I say you're welcome. So what that leads into, Cam, is a story that I love very much is that congratulations, Canada, they have legalized recreational cannabis. Oh. So uh, so Canada, so they um, are 
one of, I believe, and, and this would surprise you, is one of only two countries to legalize cannabis. Now, when you, when you think about, um, um, legal weed, you might think, well, that's not right, but, but it, it's, it's a, as, as a federal law. So when you think about, uh, um, America, that's, that's all, that's all state law. When you think about a lot of countries in Europe where you go and smoke weed in certain cities, that's not a state, that, that's not a federal law either. Mm. So, um, Canada is, is one of, I believe, two countries. Um, but it's, it's, it's not much more than that, um, is, uh, to, to federally, federally legalize marijuana. Which I think is awesome. Now, a, 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 another part of this story that uh, is important is that uh, so there are um, various reasons to why they have legalized cannabis. Now, a, a big reason um, is, of course, that Canadians love smoking weed. <laughs> yep, that'd be part of it. Yeah. Now, have you ever heard of um, uh, um, like Canadian weed? It's it's now. What's the difference? So it's uh, I don't know if there's a difference, but it's 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 known as really really good pot. Okay. So um, Canadians, I've I've met a I've met a I've smoked weed with uh, with a few a few Canadians in my time, mm. and every time that I've smoked weed with those Canadians, they badmouth. It's been in Australia, and they badmouthed harshly the weed that they're smoking, saying. You know, this we've got the best weed in Canada. Right. Yeah. And I've smoked weed in Amsterdam and I've smoked weed in a few different places and I've never smoked weed in Canada, so I'm excited to 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 now go on the holiday that I've planned in the last five yeah. days. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it is it gonna be the same as the parts of America where it's legal where you have to have one of those cards? No, or whatever? it's purely recreational. Just stroll around the street. So um so they've got rules, right? So mm. um you can um, have, I believe it is, um, one second. So there's there's an amount of grams. So it's 30 grams that you can um, possess on you in public at any time. Can you show me with your hands how much weed that would be? Is 30, it like the size of a potato? Uh, no, it'd be a bit more than that. So 30 grams would be probably about that much weed. That seems like heaps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, which is fair, which is <clears throat> fair, a fair amount of weed. Um, and then also, um, if you get, um, so you're allowed to, um, grow four plants as well, Mm -hmm. which I think is a fair, fair, fair amount that you're allowed to grow four plants. Now, if you're caught selling weed now to minors, you can face up to 12 years, um, in prison. Is that more than what it used to be? It used, yeah, it used to, it used to be way less now. So they're saying we trust you, people of our country, but don't. Don't stuff this up. Don't We're giving you more up, responsibility. I think it's fair, dude. I I, I think that, but but I think that um, if you're gonna do that, and 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 the way that, and we've spoken about this many times, is that I think that if you're gonna have certain views on marijuana, you need to have the same views on alcohol. I think that if you if you get if you get say twelve, sorry, uh, it, I, I read it wrong here. It's twelve to fourteen years. So if you get twelve to fourteen years for selling pot to a minor, you should get twelve to fourteen years for selling alcohol to a minor. You can because you can't die from smoking marijuana. You can die from drinking too much alcohol, mm. so it should be it should be the same. If not, if not more on the other side, mm. I think it, I think it's heavy. But at the same time, I do think it's fair when you take it from where it was. You didn't have any. You didn't have any. Uh, re, you know, um, re- responsibility before mm. because you didn't have the ability. 
to to go and do this. Now it's like we're going to give you the the ability, but you've got the responsibility as well. Yeah. I, I think it's a fair thing. Yeah, I think it's a fair thing. What do you think? Yeah, it seems it seems sweet to me. Uh, do you reckon they'll just be selling from like? Next to the Seven Eleven, what's the deal with that? Like- uh, so they're going to open. Um, it's it's the same sort of setup that they have in America at the moment. Mm. I believe that they're going to have over in Canada. So they're going to they're going to have um, uh, marijuana stores. Yeah, yeah, okay. over there. So you can go in there and buy different different products mm. and, and 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 all that kind of thing. And I think it's great. And I think it's a it's it's a good direction. I do believe that, in my opinion, that of all the countries that are going to go next is. Is your your native land? Mm. I think that I think in the next couple of years on this podcast we're going to be talking about New Zealand uh, legalizing marijuana. Yeah. I I, re- I really do, and 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 I think that that shows a lot about about what New Zealand is like, and I I, I think that I think that they're going to be be a country that really embraces the culture and really embraces what their what 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 their what their people want. Yeah. Yeah. And good on New Zealand for whatever the story is. And if I had uh, New Zealand's national anthem, I'd play it right now as well. <laughs> it kind of sounds like my vocal warm up. <laughs> I won't do it. <laughs> All right, Timmy, this story, I actually, I have a feeling I may have done it before. So just stop me if we have. Okay. Study shows that pirates tend to be the biggest buyers of legal content. Does that sound familiar? Of legal content? Yeah. So pirates as in... Uh, oh, sorry. Online pirates. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not Somalian or like old school Nazis pirates. I, I, I just had Johnny Depp and I just had Johnny, Johnny Depp going, de- going down to 7-Eleven and, 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 you know, what did you imagine, buying some shapes. What did you imagine content was? Some barbecue shapes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, well, man. <laughs> I don't control the images that just come into my head when you say things. Yeah. All right. Well, this doesn't feel familiar, this conversation. (laughs) No. Continue. (laughs) Over the years, users that dabble in obtaining copyrighted content via services like BitTorrent have routinely been maligned as irredeemable freeloaders by the entertainment industry. Despite the fact that studies repeatedly show these users tend to be among the biggest purchasers of legitimate legal content. So the study has happened, and up until now, TV stations have basically flipped out. Like, oh no, like we can't have people downloading Game of Thrones, but also we're not going to put it on TV until two weeks after it's yep. been out. This study is basically proving that the people who are downloading it are doing it because they can't get it anywhere legally. Yeah. Which I think, the more we can prove this point, the better. And I think that it's just uh, a, a case of a lot of companies especially entertainment companies aren't catching up fast enough and i think the faster we can prove the point that hey we'll pay for it we can afford it we just want it to be seamless and we don't want you to jam ads in every seven minutes just make it as easy as possible for us to watch the shows that we love and we'll pay for it i don't think it makes um the stealing of product right Mm. but it makes uh, a point that if you provide a, a, a product at, at, at the right time and don't try and hold it from us, that we will purchase yeah. it from you. And, and I think that's a, that, that's a fair and valid point. Yeah, man. Yeah. Have you ever gotten into downloading stuff? Like, have you ever downloaded, like, uh, I mean, like, all ages type stuff, like, um, <laughs> <laughs> like a, not porn is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Do you download porn? It's possible. I don't. I don't either. Okay. Free stream. <laughs> 
Uh, have you ever... Do you know what... Like, if I say torrenting... Yeah, yeah. I know what it have, means. Have you torrented anything? Yeah. So, when I I, I lived with... Um, uh, I, I don't want to name his name. Just to, Is he a pirate? He's a pirate. <gasps> yeah. To, I lived with this man for about four years. So, a lot of the... A, a lot of... You know who this person is. And um, the oh, only yeah. person here in Melbourne that I lived with for four years. True. <laughs> uh, one of the singers of Drunk Mums. I think that's that's fair because that that's that that, that broads it out to 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 yeah. to, to so a your friends people. know who we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we when we lived together, it was uh, when uh, uh, Dallas the Dallas Buyers Club mm. thing came out, right? So oh. Do you remember that? Yeah. So just real briefly, internet companies started threatening to punish their customers who had downloaded Dallas Buyers Club illegally by cutting them off and some and for some of them fining them. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, so we we had been downloading heaps of stuff. And um, by we I mean Dean and my friend Dean <laughs> There goes the anonymity Dean. That's okay. We haven't used his full name. So so Whitby so- was downloading <laughs> Could be anyone in Drunk Mums. Could be any of those singers in Drunk Mums. So, so Dean was downloading uh, heaps of stuff, and I was just kind of watching it with him, watching and, over the shoulder. Yeah, we're watching it together. Like we would watch it on the. I, I wouldn't watch the the, the torrenting process. <laughs> oh yeah, that part I would watch, but I watched the product. I watched the product with him, and, and I'd be like, you know, we should watch, we should watch this, we should watch that, that sort of thing. So mm. I was involved, and we were, we we were both registered on the same internet account. So if we were done, we were going to be done. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, it came out that they were pursuing people for for Dallas Buyers Club, and we got, had you watched it at this point? We, yeah, we had. Mm. We downloaded it, and we got nervous. You know, I download everything that McC- I watch. Anything that McC- Matthew McConaughey brings out, I love him. <laughs> I didn't even plan that sound; it just came out. It was like a heavenly choir. <laughs> Is that just what happens when you think of his face? <laughs> Timmy's not even doing that. There's just, a, I think, a, it's coming from somewhere. But when his mind thinks of McConaughey, that noise happens. So uh, yeah, so uh, del- del- that came out about Dallas Buyers Club. We got nervous, and a bunch of people. We we weren't so we weren't on that internet. Provider, mm. so it, it was only on that. Cert- I think it was. I think it was IINet. I believe if, by by recollection. But what did you do to cover your tracks? Um, we did nothing except get a little bit nervous. You didn't but, even delete it. Nah, because once it, once it's like not, not not deleting it off your thing is going to do anything. Because it's, you've downloaded it, so they've so they've they've yeah. monitored your downloads. Yeah. So Delaney isn't going to do anything except for the fact that you're not going to be able to watch Matthew McConaughey anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah, we 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 didn't end up being on that internet provider. But I, you know what? I I think that it did make a bunch of people nervous. Man, mm. it made us nervous about it. Were you had you downloaded? That My movie? name has never been on the internet anywhere, but I've torrented a bunch of stuff. Um, it's a complicated one. It's it's more annoying than streaming. Streaming's the easiest, but there was a period of time before Netflix was, was sure. huge, like five yeah. years ago, where your options, if the DVD hadn't come out, your options were basically stream on a real, like, annoyingly dodgy site with pop-ups and fake versions. Like, who's putting those out? Or torrent so you could stream off a bad site or torrent and hope for the best yeah so i i'm i'm glad i don't have to torrent anymore because there's stuff like netflix and stan and i just hope things keep getting better to be honest 
Yeah, I think so. And and I think you're right in the in 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 the way that you approach the story from the get go is that is that if you as the providers of this content, mm. if you give people the opportunity to choose between getting it illegally or getting it legally, they will choose most of the time to get it legally unless that option is no longer there. Just and give us the shows, government. Just give it up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I've got a story for you, Cam. Alrighty. Uh, and this is... I'm, 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 I'm real happy about doing this story this week because I feel... In the last maybe week or so, I, I haven't done as many stories in the in 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 the vein of oh. <laughs> in the vein of the past of, of of the of the previous podcast, and so I know you're going to enjoy this one, Cam. Mm-hmm. Teenager somehow got her head stuck inside an exhaust pipe. Oh, okay. Um, so it's nothing to do with getting your dick stuck inside things, but still to do with getting something stuck inside something. So I'm, I'm growing. Yeah. So I'm aware of this story, and I had it in my stack oh, no way. tonight. Yeah. So uh, Stallion Sean Kirkwood sent us this story, and oh. I was all geared up to finally... Do what you've been doing for like 12 <laughs> episodes and read out one of the submissions. I was like, yeah, I'm putting that effort in. Well, and now it's, you've just ripped it out of my hand. So it means I'm never going to do that part again, Timmy. Don't tell your daddy how to fuck. <laughs> is that the moral? <laughs> I believe it is. So, so you know, so you've read through the story. Yeah, you know but read, it, read through it okay. again. So, um, um, uh, so this, this girl uh, was at a, a, a music festival, uh, which... Which uh, I've got the I've got the music festival. So it was in Minnesota, and um, and she got her head stuck in an exhaust pipe because she tried to get her head head in there, and she was stuck in there for forty five minutes. Terrifying. <laughs> but you know the thing about it, Kev, is that have you seen the pictures of it? Yeah, yeah. She does not look like someone that was terrified. Did you see the after photos? Yeah, she was chill. She's holding. The exhaust pipe that the the man whose 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 car it was uh, so, uh, car is probably isn't the right word. Eh? It's a, so they call it a, a, a truck in America, but it's just a really big Ute, mm. I guess. As as an, as an Australian or New, totally. New Zealander, you would say just like a, a big um, Ford F one fifty or something like that. Just a, 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 the kind of biggest Ute that you can get. Totally, that's a good yeah. description. I hate that they call that a truck. It's almost a truck. It's, yeah, they're exaggerating. Yeah, they are exaggerating. Yeah, yeah. you're so right. <laughs> but um, but it's a it's it's a it's a big Ute. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and so she is holding the 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 piece of exhaust that the owner cut off the Ute, and she's holding it with a big smile on her face and giving the thumbs up, and the owner is giving a thumbs up as well. I think it's bloody fantastic. And um, so she said. I remember getting my head unstuck and I just looked at him and apologized. And he said, no, I'm just glad you're okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Maybe that should have been our good news story for the week. <laughs> <laughs> when I read the headline for that, when Sean sent it through, and maybe if you haven't seen this story yourself, you are imagining a normal sized exhaust pipe, but it is about the size of like a bucket that you'd mop. Uh, floor with like it's, it's huge. a huge exhaust huge. pipe when she's holding it it kind of looks like you know those bobby policemen in uh, the uk it looks like one of their helmets like yeah. it's that size big it's large massive thing. yeah it's crazy that he had an exhaust pipe 
that size. And she just had to investigate. She was probably thinking the same thing. Like, that's too big. That's as big as... That's like one of those helmets the police and the youth... I'll try it on. I could fit my fucking head in that, right? Um, Now, did you hear um, what she said after she'd partied a little bit? Tell me. So her comment is, after that, she said, yeah, I'm the tailpipe girl. What you know about it? (laughs) Yeah, I'm a tailpipe girl. What you know about it? <laughs> well, what a great little soundbite, little interview she did. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's a it's a it's a great time at a, at a festival. And um, it, it's it so it was the Winstock Music Festival in Minnesota. So uh, shout out, shout out to the Winstock Music Festival. Sounds like a bloody great time. Yeah, <laughs> sounds loose as fuck. <laughs> Scientists have designed the perfect human body, Timmy. Ooh. <laughs> so they have created a rubber mock-up of this body. So Is it Emily Blunt? <laughs> <laughs> she was created by scientists. Yeah. She has no parents. She's beautiful. They, um, they just kind of had a chat one day and they realized there's a lot of flaws with the human body. There's things that are frustrating. You'd like probably know when, like, when you bang your funny bone, yep. it sucks. And that's like poor design. Like, oh, so so this isn't about being aesthetically pleasing. No. Oh, right. This is them going. There's issues with like nerves showing, or like the fact we have to go through two sets of teeth. And so they thought about what can we learn from a whole bunch of existing animals that make their their bodies (laughs) really good, and we'll take that from that animal, this from this animal, and now we've created. The ultimate human body. The future human. Yes. Yep, don't like it. This is perfection, Timmy. I'm going to show you a photo. You know I don't like these kind of stories, Cam. Are you ready for this? I'm going to flip this around for you. I'm going to show you the perfect human body, Uh, and you're going to tell our listeners what it looks like. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so it kind of looks like... um, a character from what 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 was that um that Avatar? That, no no no, not so much Avatar. Um, World of Warcraft. Oh yeah. So it looks like a character of World of Warcraft, some kind of elf creature. Now the most significant part of this story that Cam did not mention <laughs> is the Joey Pouch. Now this 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 character that they've made has a Joey Pouch where like a uh, a kangaroo. Where they have a Joey sitting in in their pouch, there is a human baby's head popping out of the guts of a Avatar style woman, <laughs> and just hanging out. It's perfection, Timmy. And they've listed all the things that make this body the perfect human body. And they've done it in bullet points. She has the reliable heart of a dog. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> You can't just put like an emotion into it like it's the it's the reliable heart of a dog. The shock absorbing legs of an emu. That's fair. A chimp's sturdy lower back. The graceful lungs of a swan. Yeah. See the the the, the thing I can deal with is if if it's practical I'm down with it, but you can't just use like it's graceful. So are the lungs of a swan better than the lungs of a human? That's what I need to know. Is the heart of a dog better than the heart of a human? Not because it's loyal or because it's graceful, just because that's the way we look at it. That's some bullshit. A choke proof windpipe. That's fair. <laughs> And if you're wondering why there's a baby's head in the guts of the damn thing... I am. This is from the article. uh, Rest assured, 
This baby is nestled in a marsupial pouch that allows for a pain-free childbirth. Joey pouch. Yeah. Yeah. That that I can kind of get behind. Kind you're, of like you're, all, you're all right with the baby coming out the stomach and the choke-proof windpipe, but you're not really a fan of the other Just aspects. don't just wind it up. Just some, just some jerk. Like, I, I can get behind the joey pouch. I can get behind the choke-proof windpipe. I can get behind the emu legs, but don't jerk me off with some Graceful fucking lungs graceful of a lungs. swan. Some fucking loyal heart of a dog. <laughs> fuck off. If you were like, if you said to me, oh, we got, we got a Farlap's heart in there, I'd be like, fuck yeah. yeah. Farlap's heart of shit. <laughs> Farlap is fucking fast. You know, I can yeah. get behind that shit. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Graceful heart of a dog. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, man. You hated that so much more than I expected. <laughs> Did you expect that I would like the parts that I liked? Um, no, I thought you'd kind of be like, oh, yeah, like, she's so cool. She's like a Lord of the Rings type thing. But you took issue with the different <laughs> the different parts of her body that they think are perfection. Because I believe that that, person's, that, that thing's going to be around in the future. You know how I feel about these about these things when you bring them up, that I truly believe that that's the way that... that We're heading. Yeah, dude. Genetic and modification. You know freaks me the fuck out. And so if you're going to do it... Don't jerk me off while you do it. If you're like, don't, don't, don't fuck me, and then just whisper lies in my ears. Just fuck me and tell me the truth. Yep. <laughs> All right, so Cam, um, now you've been in Melbourne for six years. Six. Oh. Yeah, because you came here just before I did, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, because I'm, yeah, because I'm about five and a half mm-hmm. years here in Melbourne. So, um, now how... Were you testing me? Because <laughs> I feel like you were almost about to say false. Cam, how long have you been here? I thought, false. I thought you'd been here longer. Um, but I'll head, read you the headline. You've probably already heard about this. O-bike. End of the road for Melbourne's yellow bicycles. Long time coming. Have you heard about this? Uh, if it's about people dumping them and stuff. I don't know that about the headline, so go on. So they're done. O-bikes yeah. have run their race. Now... Uh, Cam, would you describe O-bikes to the audience of people that might not have O-bikes in their city or know what O-bikes are? If you ever used your mum's bike as a kid to go for a bike ride, there's these bikes that the that are all around Melbourne that are that shape, like kind of like ugly, except they're like three times thicker than a normal bike, but three times lighter than a normal bike. So real thick poles. No one would ever choose a bike this shape with these dimensions, but these this company put them all around the city and just said, hey, yeah, pay us $3 and then you can ride it around. And instead of doing that, locals and I guess some travellers probably too chucked these bikes into the river, chucked these bikes up trees, just really <laughs> took a lot of negative emotion out on these bikes. Like I just did in the description of them. For some reason, you just look at them and you get mad. Yeah. So have you got... Have, I just thought that it would it would be a shame to have O-Bikes go and not bring up the subject on the podcast and give them a nice... A nice, a a nice, nice send-off. Yeah, a nice little send-off. Have you got, have, have you got a favourite O-Bike story? <laughs> uh, would you like me to go first? Go for it, yeah. So my favourite O-Bike story was when it was on I, I, uh, some kind of morning news, pod, uh, morning news show um, and a man had made a hook 
with a, a rope on the end. Do you remember this? Yeah. And he was he had worked because uh, the way that the old bikes would work was that you'd find them by an app on your phone, and you the app would would tell you exactly where the old bikes were. So they were in the river in the gross Yarrow River in Melbourne. Mm the river that runs down the city of Melbourne, and he would find out on his app exactly where they were by, 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 by the GPS, and then he would get his big, thick rope with the hook on the end, chuck it, cast the rope into the river, and drag the bikes out of the river like he was fishing. But for O-Bikes, yeah. that was by far my favourite O-Bike story. Um, favourite O-Bike story... I don't really have a story, but I saw a photo of someone who had decided to steal them, uh, steal one of them, and they'd spray painted it black. I'm like part of one of those Facebook groups where you just tell each other if the tram inspectors are on the way, but someone put a photo up of this guy who had stolen an O-bike but was still not badass enough to just claim it. Honestly, it's you can't hide that shape, <laughs> that bulbous, ugly shape, but uh, good on him for trying to What was the spray paint job like? Budget. Like, he spray painted everything, like the spokes... The cables for the brakes, everything was like gross, dripping black. It didn't look cool. <laughs> Goodbye, O-Bikes. See ya, O-Bikes. You've been, you know what? I, I've had it. I feel a little bit sad. I, oh, yeah. I, do, I do, man. I feel there's been so much good fun had, had, with, had with the O-Bikes. Just, I don't think it's been a successful thing. Mm. I think it's been completely... But you're going to miss all the stories of vandalism. <laughs> Not so much vandalism, just good times. I think we it, it wouldn't be right saying goodbye to the O-Bike without giving a shout-out to our, our good friend, Will Potter. And uh, Will Potter, a, um, a, a beautiful man that lives here in Melbourne, just... I'd never met anyone that loved the O-Bike system more than that man. And <laughs> I, would, I would like to finish this story with, the, with this, this, this article yeah, today with a little story of when uh, Will and myself and our friend Gemma went to this, uh, went, went to this gig in, in Northcote, which is, which is a pretty, uh, north, north area in Melbourne. And uh, we went to the gig and uh, we, we, we finished it off and, and – uh, we uh, were at the train station mm. waiting for the train home and the train was a little while away. Mm-hmm. We'd missed the last one. It was about 20 or 30 minutes to, to, to the train was going to come and Gem and I were, were waiting for the train to come and, and Will just, just looked at us and said, nah, fuck it. Just walked over to this tree, picked up the sew bike, jumped on and just rode off into the distance and it was beautiful. <laughs> and I would just like to, like to end... The O-Bike Saga with that image in your mind. That's beautiful, Timmy. <laughs> if that was the only story I'd ever heard about O-Bikes, I'd be like, oh, no, they sound nice. <laughs> I don't want them to go. But it's not. But it's not. <laughs> right, Timmy. Uh, how do we want to do this? I've got a heartwarming story here. Do you want to do submissions first? Um, yeah, I think it's good when we leave the, leave the heartwarmer uh, to the end. So, um, so you, so you were going to use, uh, the, the head and the exhaust, the head story. and the exhaust. Okay. So, um, let's just do, uh, um, let's just do one. Um, sorry, Timmy and I are playing pinochle at the same time. <laughs> um, 
No, we've probably got we, we have we probably got time for time for two. Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, I reckon I reckon uh, we do two then. Okay, so uh, um, both of these stories are going to um, resolve around eating, right, Cam? So all right, I like eating. So now you get the choice to have the gross one first or the gross one second. What would you what? like? So one of these oh, stories yeah, okay, is yeah. gross. Okay, well that this is pretty much the same as. Do you want like the good food? Do you want the hot yeah. chips to finish with, or do you want the like the what's a bad food? Do you want the cabbage? Yeah. I have the gross to begin with, and we'll finish with the nice food story. Okay. So the gross one first. This is from uh, Jake Dingo Doyle, uh, a stallion. Welcome, from Jake. Here in Melbourne, and uh, he has sent the story. Headline is. Guy served his friends tacos made from his own amputated leg. Have you heard about Ooh, this story? I saw the headline. I haven't read it. Yeah, it's a fucking fantastic story, bro. Cool. So, um, I'm it's gonna I'm gonna show you some images and it's gonna get fucking graphic. All right, I'm ready. Yeah. All right. So, what happened was uh, this man got his leg amputated um, after after an accident by and, a professional. Um, yeah, so he so his his leg got fucked up in an accident, and then um, uh, he um, de- decided that um, he was going to. Uh, well, he didn't decide that he was going to get he, his leg got got amputated, and <laughs> he didn't decide that. Listen up, team, yeah. chop it off, <laughs> sir. That's not your call. Uh, and then um, afterwards, um, he was able. So he he. I'm not sure. So I was trying to read through this earlier, and I'm not quite sure um, how this sort of ended up. But he, here's something from his own words. So my friends and I always had this joke: if you could try human flesh in an ethical and healthy way, would you? And we always said, of course. Well, the opportunity came up, and I called them out on it. I called folks who might be amendable. It was only two to three ounces that I took off the leg, so it couldn't be a big group. Plus, only people I knew very well. It had I had one person back out, and it's totally understandable. I think there was a lot of, wait, really? Kind of hoping that I'm joking. But it was all happy people who showed up on the day, and lots of dark jokes. There were some people very dear to me there who supported me through that time and whose friendship I will cherish forever. And um, so what happened was they, um, so he got the, he ended up um, containing the part of the, so it's the lower half of the leg sort of under the calf area. And he ended up taking uh, that part of the leg and he cut a piece of steak off mm. off the um, calf area. And would you describe that as just a, it actually kind of looks like a normal piece of steak that you'd find at the supermarket, Cam, would you say? Uh, like a, it would be a cheap one if it was yeah. from the supermarket. It's pretty grim. It looks more like someone sculled a can of salsa and spewed it up instantly into barbecue sauce. Cool. And now how would you now describe these images? Oh, okay. So you've just really quickly cut to moments after whatever the accident was. That's just a bloodied foot with poles throughout it. That's a stump with a bandage on it. That's the... Foot, but he's got that in a backyard. Yeah, dude. The, the foot with skin has been. I'm so sorry. We should have done more of a content warning <laughs> if this description's buzzy, but the picture is buzzy. Uh, so, yeah, a human foot with uh, squares of flesh ripped off it. 
and now we're back to the like salsa vomit. Uh, he's decorated the frozen foot. What was left of the foot? Yeah, with um, flowers on his driveway, I guess. Now he's cooking it up. He really documented every step of this process. That photo there. So there's a photo Timmy's showing me now where the steak, the foot is cooked. Taco meat. And that looks all right. Yeah. Like if you showed me that and said I cooked this, I wouldn't be like, don't publish that on If someone brought media, that out but it looks and you right. had no knowledge of what it was, would you eat that? Yeah, man. That just looks like an average steak. Looks chewy. Yeah. It does look chewy. But it doesn't look footish because they've kind of diced it into pieces yeah. there. But when you look at when they, so they diced it up and put it in a pan with capsicum and some onions and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that actually, it, it looks cheap. It looks like, it looks like a cheap dinner. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but it looks like something that is edible. Yeah. It, it looks, looks like it's, it kind of looks like the quality of food that I cook for myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, on to the next story. Is that it? Yeah, that's <laughs> what, what more do you want? <laughs> Tell me, it's not a recipe podcast. Like we got to. The... <laughs> what, what more do you want? He added some story. capsicum to it, and it looks cheap. All right, <laughs> I, 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 I want to know, like. More about the feedback from the friends. Did it taste different to other meat? Uh, were they? He didn't like. Did he regret doing it? I guess not. So he didn't regret doing it. So, um, um, so okay. I've got. I've okay. actually got a response for you. So as for how he tasted, uh, <laughs> he tasted. As for how he's tasted when it was all said and done, on this scale, I would give it a solid six point five. But keep in mind that I have had a lot of good food. That's honest. So it's way better than a hot dog or a regular burger, maybe equal with a regular bacon, which is pretty decent. <laughs> but nowhere near as good as butter-seared sea scallops or rare sauce, vard tenderloin, seared and grape seed oil. <laughs> it was from a healthy part of the amputation. I'm a healthy person. Waste not, what not. And they, my friends, all consented. As far as I know, they are all still cool with it. It's a fun and weird thing. That's a better finish. Is that Way better, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was just ready to leave it. I was just, I was just done with it. I think you got bored of it because it started to look like a recipe. You were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, this one is sent from uh, Matthew Peters. Oh, welcome, Peters. Welcome, Peters, to the podcast. Welcome, uh, a valued member, a valued stallion. Uh, the headline is, All You Can Eat Offer Bankrupts Chinese Hot Pot Restaurant in Just Two Weeks. <laughs> so um, the restaurant in the city of uh, Chengdu shut its doors for good last week after customers took advantage of a $25 all-you-can-eat deal. Um, so uh, this restaurant... Puts out, we're doing this all you can eat, mm. and they got bankrupt from it. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. I was thinking the exact same thing. So there's, have you um, Okami in uh, in 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 Brunswick here in Melbourne? Um, does a, a similar thing, and it's all you can eat Japanese. How much is food. the deal? Um, I believe, oh, don't quite remember, but it's about it's about thirty dollars. I'm going to quote you. I'm going to go in and yeah. My friend Timmy said <laughs> it might even be less than that. I, I believe it's between the same amount, about twenty five or thirty dollars. Mm. And it's, I've been there. It's awesome food. So yeah. how they do it? It's not like your classic. Um, do you have? Did you have Sizzler in New Zealand? 
No, is that like a hog's breath type thing? Mm, not really. So what Sizzler is, it's kind of, it's got a big salad bar. Oh, we had a thing called Valentine's. I where think it was that like buffet. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's 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 that it's that kind of thing. And but but Okami isn't that. Yeah. Okami is you order and they bring it out to order and they have a rule mm. that you can only order a certain amount of food each time, <clears throat> so you get full as it goes. I think that's mm. so. It doesn't say here whether the restaurant was a buffet or a order as you eat. But mm. I kind of feel that these days, if you're going to do an all-you-can-eat, don't do the buffet option. Mm-hmm. Do an order as you eat and don't bring out food super quick. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You've got to have stuff in place. Even if it's just you make sure that when you're hiring new staff, you get them to show you their most sour face. Yeah. So Because that's what happens every time I go to... Or, I think they must be slowly going bankrupt because I don't see them very often, but... What are they called I, again? All You Can Eat. No, 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 the, the place in New Zealand. Valentine's. Are they still around? Yeah, somehow they survived. Yeah, but, right. And they, like, honestly, man, I'm surprised we, we didn't go to one when you were over. Because I would have loved they're to. Classic. They're like Cobb & Co for the lower middle class. And they, awesome. every single Valentine's in the country, it's a chain, yeah. has a margarine sculpture in the front. And they awesome. get a, a margarine sculptor to, like, travel the country. And he'll do, like, a mermaid. Is it one day? Yeah. And he travels. That's his job. The, yeah, he goes around the Valentines and carves this margarine. Do you know how long the margarine the sculpture lasts? Uh, it lasts for like a few days, and they have to get him back. So <laughs> this guy's schedule is fucking ridiculous, man. He's he's traveling all around the country, right? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah and, he's and, flying. He's not driving. Yeah, so he's flying, all, but but still. So each. So how many stores? There's are probably in? like ah uh, fifteen, and he's the only margarine man. Yeah. And each sculpture... I've met him. Really? Yeah. What was, he, what, was he, what was he like? He was the man. He was super humble yeah. and like real cool about it. I was like blown away because I was like, I never knew I'd meet the margarine sculptor. <laughs> but you he, were the margarine man? Yeah. 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 What was he like? Just like, I guess what you would imagine, like a mellow dad who maybe retired a couple of years earlier, like a bit of grey hair, like a polo shirt, just like pretty quiet, but like... Yeah, no, I'm having a good time. Yeah, yeah. Like, just kind of, he more seemed like a tradie. And I guess margarine sculpting is his trade. It is his trade, yeah. <laughs> in, uh, in Australia, we had, uh, I don't know about all, I, I, I don't think it was here in, in, in here in Victoria, I think they had, mm. <coughs> excuse me, here in Victoria, they had something else. Um, but in Queensland and North, we had Sizzler. Mm. And Sizzler is an American chain. <coughs> and, um, they always had this awesome cheesy bread, yeah. And so it's uh, how you make it is uh, I, I, we we worked out we found the the recipe online. Nice. And next podcast uh, is at your house, is it? You're wondering if you're about to promise me cheese bread. Next time we're at, we do the podcast at my house. I have a feeling it's going to be booked at mine for a while. <laughs> oh, no, it's amazing. You'll make it? It's really good, dude. Okay. So um, it's super easy to make. It's kind of like <coughs> toast that's um, kind of, it's, it's sort of a mixture between French toast and cheesy bread. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> but <coughs> how Sizzler came undone. Was there was a rat a rat poison man that went through this uh, there in Brisbane and put rat poison through the salad bars? What's what was up there? What? 
What was it? <coughs> Excuse me. That's right, man. Um, yeah. uh, whoa, that's such a... Cra- and so they had to close down forever. No, so uh, they it, that didn't essentially close them down, but in my opinion, it was, it was what... It was the start of the downfall. Yeah, it started the slippery slope. He obviously wanted to hurt people like you. Yeah, I never got poisoned, so fuck him. I don't it all the time. <laughs> Didn't change your behaviour. No, I think I think there's still there may be one or two sizzlers still floating around Queensland way, but heaps of them shut down. And so mm. he, he so the salad bar where you go and pick different things and different salads, mm-hmm. pastas, all those kind of things. He paid, got in there, and then. Dropped rat poison while he was going in there to, and he went to prison. Fair enough. Yeah, good. Fuck him. Yeah. How dare you ruin Sizzler, motherfucker? I yeah. hate that dude. Good luck in prison. <laughs> All right, so uh, that wraps up our sending stories for this week. Please keep sending in stories. We we love receiving them, and uh, we'll we'll uh, continue to give shout outs and can you to continue to read them out. If you do send them through. Um, we we will try to get to them. We we can't get to them the all every week, uh, every every episode. But but we will try to, to try to keep getting getting through to the to to the send ins. I'm keen for them because up to this point, I still haven't read out a submitted story. I don't think, and I nearly did tonight, Sean. I nearly had that one that you sent us, but um, Timmy swiped it. He swiped it from me early, unintentionally. Yeah. So um, again, if you uh, if it's a story that you think would be best for Cam to read, please send through to the Charging Stallion Instagram. If it's a story you think that uh, I Timmy should read, send it through to Facebook. But remember, Instagram, send it through, uh, send send it through to Cam. Needs some love. And while you're out there torrenting, have a look at our website as well, chargingstallion.com. I'm not a website person, but I've done my best to try and make us have an all right website. It looks awesome, dude. So I, 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 I rate it. I think it's amazing. Um, no, thanks. Should we do the good news story, brother? Yes, we should. Now, I've got an interesting approach for this one, Timmy. Hit me. I'm not going to read you the headline so you don't know what's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> and I might have um, I might have changed this from good to bad story so don't look over my shoulder no, I, was, I was just I was, I was actually doing that thing when you've got a lighter in your pocket and you tilt over just to let your, that one ass cheek up so you can get in the back pocket which is the exact same movement if you're trying to pass gas I have no idea which one you did and I'm just going to breathe through my mouth are you ready for this? hit me could go either way it had been a long day for Donald when he was driving home from work on Sunday The off-duty correctional officer had just finished a double shift at the Garden State Youth Correctional Facility in South Brunswick when he saw a dazed woman who had just gotten into a car collision on the highway. More importantly, she was sitting in a vehicle and a fire had started under the hood. I'd seen other cars just driving by, so I said, I have to make a decision now, Donald said. So basically, I just made a u-turn and i approached her and i see you know she's she's in shock carson turned sorry donald turned his car around his full name's donald carson if you're wondering uh, and leapt into action as he approached the car he found that the 59 year old woman had rear-ended a tractor trailer and her wrist was badly broken carson soothed the woman unbuckled her seatbelt, and scooped her into his arms so he could carry her to a safe dis- safe distance from the car Two minutes later, law enforcement officials arrived on the scene and the car exploded. 
I would describe his actions as heroic, Police Chief Raymond said. Obviously, someone's alive today because of his actions. All right. That's Fuck how... yeah, Donald. Yeah, Donald. Dude, that's huge. <laughs> that, um, I, I love stories of, 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 bravery. of bravery and courage. And I, I'm just a huge fan of it. Have you um, ever heard of the story of uh, the line of London Bridge? I don't know if... Uh, no, I haven't. So, um, uh, kind of a sad story in the in at the same time it was when uh the terrorist attacks happened on london bridge and those terrorists stabbed yeah, uh, stabbed okay, a bunch yeah. of guys and there was a millwall supporter in a in in a pub and he saw these guys running around with knives trying to attack people and he walked out the front of the pub and screamed i am millwall and then came out and started fighting these a football hooligan started fighting these terrorists with the with the knives, mm. and uh, the police came out and said afterwards that he distracted them long enough that uh, if if he had not been there, these terrorists would have killed a whole bunch more people, and people did die, and 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 it's 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 incredibly sad. But he uh, he he did a, a very courageous thing, made and, a difference, and, and got the name the Lion of London Bridge. Well earned. Well earned. Well learned. Uh, so does that bring us to the end of a of it another does. podcast? That's the end of the episode. I think thirteen, maybe fourteen. Can you remember? Uh, I think this is episode thirteen. Yeah, confusing if it's not for you, the listener. So sorry about <laughs> sorry about that. I think uh, it is. We'll I'm figure it out. To, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you again, as always, for listening to another episode to Charging Stallion <laughs> presents News We Like. Um, I'm oh. Tim. And I'm Cam. And please tune in next week again. Um, please keep sending in stories and um, and uh, send us in anything you find interesting. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, anything you like. Screenshots of what you're doing at work. Yeah, anything. Yeah. Thank you very much. Put your put your phone away. What would be creepy, dude? We played the song. You're not supposed to keep listening. Should we tell secrets about the listener? We're going to tell secrets about you because you shouldn't be listening. What are you doing?